0: There is a great deal of confusion about the Holy Spirit. Who or what is he? What is his ministry in the world today? How does one even get the Holy Spirit? Today, on Enjoying the Journey, we learn what Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. What better way to learn about the Holy Spirit than to learn from the authoritative words of Jesus Christ himself? Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study.
1: Occasionally in conversation, I will hear someone say, let's shed a light on that subject. They mean by that, there's something here that's obscure that we need to see a little better. So uh, let me give you a piece of information that will open this to you. Uh, Perhaps you, in the morning, when you get out of bed, go to the curtains or to the blinds and you pull back the shades and you let light in and suddenly the light floods that room that had been darkened a moment ago so you can see clearly to go about your business I want to say to you today that one of the great works of the Holy Spirit is the work of illumination. Literally, it is the Holy Spirit who turns God's light on in the heart of a sinner, in the darkened mind of a person who is without God. The Holy Spirit has to turn that light on. We return today to John chapter 16, to the words of Jesus about the work of the Holy Spirit, and listen to what he says beginning in verse number 8. And when he has come, he will reprove the world. Now, let's stop right there. We don't like that word. Nobody wants to be reproved, but you've got to be reproved. You see, it can't be right until the Holy Spirit shows you where you're wrong. So we would begin here with reproof. Think uh, of Paul's writing to Timothy when he said, the word of God was given for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You can't get the instruction until you get the correction, and you can't get the correction until you get the reproof. In other words, somebody, something has to show you what's off, and so this is where we must begin. When he come, he will reprove the world, and he says three things, of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Now, he's going to go to explain each of the three, and we'll look at them together in just a moment, but. Let me give you this simple thought today. What is the first thing the Holy Spirit begins to show us? We know, of course, that ultimately he wants to reveal God to us. He wants us to know the God of light. But the first thing the Holy Spirit begins to show us when he does his work in us is he shows us us. And might I say to you, that's a painful thing. It's like looking in the mirror and knowing you're unclean and undone. It's It's looking at yourself, the reflection, the image, and saying, I don't like what I see. But that's where the Holy Spirit always begins. Maybe he's doing that in you right now. Maybe he's turning the light on, shedding a little light on this subject, pulling back the curtain, showing you you. You remember in the book of James, the Bible says that that's what the Word of God is. It's the mirror. We know that the mirror of God's Word ultimately shows us God himself, the image of God. But we also see our own reflection in that mirror, don't we? We see what kind of person we are, where we've fallen short, how we've come short of the glory of God. And so that's where he begins. He, he reproves the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Now, I've got good news for you, because though it sounds like all of these are negative, they're not all negative. First, of sin. First, he begins with our, our bad condition spiritually. We're all sinners. And by the way, the greatest sin is unbelief. Listen to verse 9. Of sin because they believe not on me. Why do people go to hell? When people go to hell for one basic reason. They refuse to believe on Christ. Unbelievers cannot be saved. A person has to come to simple faith in Jesus. Mark eleven twenty two. have faith in God. Four times in the Bible it says the just shall live by his faith. John said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. The writer of Hebrews said, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Act sixteen thirty one. believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. The one thing Jesus marveled at was the unbelief of people that they refuse to believe on him. Uh, Might I say to you that if you've never believed on the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, there is no hope of your salvation apart from you looking to Christ in simple faith and saying, I will believe on you. I will put my faith in you alone as my personal Savior. Oh, if you don't know Jesus, believe on him today and be saved. And yet, I would say to you, that there are lots of believers who are living like unbelievers. I mean by that they've trusted Jesus as their Savior, but they're not exercising faith. That's sin. Remember, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So we could make a long list of all the grotesque, gross, awful sins going on in this world. But God cuts through all of it and says, let me tell you the worst sin is unbelief. In fact, unbelief is the garden that every other sin grows in. And so whatever it is you're grappling with and dealing with today, go to the bottom of it, and you'll find somewhere the root of unbelief. Only faith can conquer the sin you're struggling with today. So when he shows me me, first he shows me my sin, but then, praise God, he shows me my Savior. Listen to verse 10. Not just of sin, but of righteousness. Of righteousness, Jesus said, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more. Did you know there's only one righteous one? That's right. There's none righteous, no, not one, the Bible says. All of our righteousness is or as filthy rags. So the only righteous one is Jesus. And he's saying to these disciples, you're not going to see me. You're not going to be able to look at my righteousness here on this earth. So the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's going to reveal my righteousness to people. He's going to help them understand that I'm the righteous one. Aren't you glad God doesn't leave us in our sin? Oh, you've got to understand your sin to be saved, Uh, But you don't stop there. Don't grovel in it. Some people live all their life wallowing in their own sin and thinking about all the bad things they've ever done. Uh, I think it was Spurgeon that said that great thoughts of my sin will lead me to despair, but great thoughts of Jesus will guide me into the haven of peace. So we acknowledge through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, our sin, but then we acknowledge our Savior. And then ultimately, listen to verse 11, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. He not only shows us our sin and our Savior, he shows us the power of our salvation. Listen to the verse of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Most of my life I've heard preachers preach that this judgment is judgment to come. In fact, I've even heard people quote that, of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. It doesn't say to come. In fact, the verse is very clear. It's present. It's already happened. The prince of this world is judged. Satan's power is already broken. When Jesus Christ came out of that grave, alive forevermore, he had the keys of death hell, and the grave in his hand. He had his nail-pierced foot squarely on the head of that old serpent, the devil. And I'm here to tell you that this is not future judgment. This is the present judgment that Jesus has already declared the victory. He is the conqueror, and he makes us more than conquerors. See, there's a progression here. You have to acknowledge sin to come to the Savior, and then once you know the Savior, he brings his powerful salvation to a full reality in your life and brings you into victory. And only the Holy Spirit it help you understand that. Would you pray two things today? First, would you pray that the Holy Spirit would help you to get a fresh glimpse and a, and a fuller glimpse, not just of your sin, but of the glories of Christ and the power and victory of his salvation in your life? And then secondly, would you ask God today by the Holy Spirit to help you be a witness of this? The power of a Spirit-filled witness to open your mouth and speak in the power of the Holy Spirit about Jesus. When you do that, He wins again. May you live in the victory today, and may others come to know the victory that comes through Jesus alone, because that's what the Holy Spirit came to show us.
0: As we listen to the teaching from our Savior about the Holy Spirit, we can be confident that we are learning from the One who is the personification of truth. We hope you'll make your way to our website enjoyingthejourney.org and search for helpful resources with more teaching about the Holy Spirit. You'll find podcasts, articles, and full-length Bible messages that will deepen your understanding about the Holy Spirit. Also on our website, you can click on the events link and follow Scott's preaching schedule. If he is preaching in your area, he would love the opportunity to meet you. Once again thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll share today's podcast with a friend and make plans to join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.